This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Okay, today's conversation is so fun. It's honestly different than anything I've really ever done, any kind of conversation I've had on here before. And yes, I am just jumping right into it. I think most of y'all listening know I'm Sarah Maloof. This is Well Being Well Said, and I'm very glad you're here. But today's guest is Bailey Dean. She's a 21-year-old senior at Mississippi State University, originally from the suburbs of Chicago. And this conversation is the ins and outs of all things Gen Z. I don't know what sparked this thought in me, but I was thinking the other day about how I have found myself more and more slipping into a judgmental perspective of a generation as a whole. And I think if you're a millennial or older, you might can relate to this emotion and these, these thoughts. And then I started thinking, I hated that when the roles were reversed, when I was a millennial coming up in the workplace as a young millennial with all these stereotypes of being lazy and disengaged. And I mean, it was so unfair to me to seem that everyone had these preconceived notions about me because of my age and not to be ageist, but that's exactly what we do all the time. We judge people based on their age and their environment and what they know. And I was just so intrigued as I kept thinking more and more about how this generation literally does not know life without social media without iPhones, without all the things that we have easy access to right now that my age and older did not grow up with until we were at least into our teens. And so anyway, I wanted to have a heart to heart and just really get the juicy scoop on life as a Gen Zer. What is a good side to social media and what she's seen positively through her generation, what they're doing, saying, and bringing awareness to that might for our benefit and simultaneously what's not working, what's been a downfall, what's been hard, what's been a struggle and the, how we can gap the two, how we can gap her generation with the older generations and work together and form this great unit specifically in the workplace. And then just really in our day-to-day lives. So I won't keep rambling. Bailey is awesome. I've known her for about a year. She has helped me with social media, both on my personal Sarah Maloof site and page. And then she also now interns with the skin consult. She's been wonderful to work with. She is wise beyond her years. I tell her all the time. She's so much more mature than I was at her age. This is a very insightful conversation. I will add if you yourself are struggling with social media and looking for help with your business, your be it entrepreneurship or wherever you work, maybe you're looking for some social media contracting. I highly recommend reaching out to Bailey. I will link her social media handles here in the show notes, but y'all stay tuned. We got so into this conversation that I'm splitting it up. We're doing a part one and part two. They will both be out soon. Obviously, if you're listening to this now, it's middle of April available now. And by the end of the month, I'm hoping to have part two available as well. So without further ado, Bailey, thank you so much for this insight. Let's talk all things Gen Z. I want to dive right into this. And this is a very important question. What is Chugi? <laughs> Who is Chugi? What does it mean? It sounds bad. <laughs> it is basically. So everything, when I think of Chugi, I just think of like 2016, 
20 oh yeah basically like anything that was popular back in the day like you're thinking skinny jeans you're thinking um just like older music basically anything that's like just past outdated so like it was popular recently but is not quite it so just kind of someone that's like they're almost on the trends but just not quite and it's just not it I feel that so someone who would have been trendy when I was your age but not yeah yeah not now got it got it okay also want to say like we're not crazy far apart in age I mean we're, we are nearly a decade right you're 22 right 21 almost 21 22. okay mm-hmm. so we are about a decade apart but there's such a difference I feel like between these past you know this past generation of Gen Z and millennial and one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation is because I remember when I was your age and that makes me sound old just in and of itself. But when I was graduating college and starting to enter the workplace, the roles were reversed. It's kind of like what I'm doing subconsciously sometimes now, maybe with Gen Z was happening so often with millennials and it's gotta be just a generational gap. It's just a thing that happens, but we generalize this whole group of humans and we put these stereotypes on these groups of humans, because I remember when I was coming up, it was like, Millennials were all lazy, you know, millennials are all obsessed with their phone. And when I was graduating college, social media roles were just coming about. So like that was all seen as a negative thing to be so techy, to be so disengaged in a sense. And we got a bad rap. Now it's funny because look where we've come with technology and every company basically has to have a Gen Z on their staff because we don't know how to do the ins and outs of social media as well. Some of y'all, I mean, I say we, but I don't. I think a lot of my friends would say the same. And I wanted to have a real honest conversation, A, about why we do that, why you think we group people together. And then just because we have an age gap, assume that's a negative or bad thing so often. And B, how you perceive being a Gen Z in today's generation. Do you feel that people look at you like that's a bad thing? Not like you could help your age, (laughs) but Anyway, I want to get like, let's just have some opening remarks. What do you think in general? And I'll tell you a couple of things I got on Instagram to maybe confirm or deny what you think are generally concepts or beliefs or perceptions surrounding you and your generation as a whole. I think like you were saying with millennials, how technology was just starting to become a thing with Gen Z. We grew up in it. I got my first social media platform when I was 11 years old. Like that was just something that has always been around and it's something I've always been surrounded with. And so I think the older generations can't quite grasp the type of reality that we had growing up with social media. And so it's easier just to generalize us as like Gen Z, oh, they just don't get it because they just can't quite understand what it was like. And so it's just easier to generalize if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. It does. And I want to talk about that. I want to dissect that a little bit because that is wild to me to, I mean, I'm fully aware of the fact that the younger generation does not know life without technology and social media the way we have it now. But even my generation, like I said, not even a full 10 years older, we do clearly remember that time. I mean, this might make me sound ancient, but I remember getting our first home computer. I did not have an iPhone until my senior year of college. I was a little behind. Most of my friends had iPhones, I had a Blackberry, but 
nonetheless, it was like Instagram was just coming on the scene when I was in college, you know, we had done Facebook in high school and, but up until I guess MySpace was our starter, which was still not even until middle school for me. So all my childhood was just that, like what I remember as the innocence of youth playing outside, not having access to an iPad or an iPhone. And then even moving forward, I mean, thank God that I didn't have social media the way we have it now through high school and college. I can only imagine the judgment, the cancellations of people, all that we know today. So in your, because you don't really know life without it, just from taking what you do know as your own reality, what good do you see out of that? Having such access to social media and to your phone. And then what do you think has been a struggle as not ever knowing a separation of reality? I mean, you know, reality versus social media, but not having a distinctive, like, oh, I remember when in the back of your mind. I think some of the pros of social media, I mean, I have a different outlook than I think most people, because I am trying to pursue a career in social media, marketing and management and everything. So I see a lot of the pros compared to a lot of other people but it's just allowed me to uh, make so many different connections with other people. Like before social media, it was all just who you knew personally. And you had to make all these connections either through your parents or who you, where you went to school, that type of thing. But now we're opened up to this whole new world at a young age. Like I had internet friends when I was 13 and there were people I had never met before, but we talked all the time on Instagram or on Twitter or just whatever we were using at the time. And that was completely normal. And so now at 21, I'm still making all these connections with people through my phone. And that has been something that I have loved because I've had so many different opportunities through those connections that I never would have had if I didn't. But then also, for me now, something, I'm an Enneagram five, if you know anything about that. So I love learning. I love information. And the fact that I now have a phone and social media, I have all this information at my fingertips and I'm never, if I need to learn something, I mean, obviously, you know, it's right there. And that has something like growing up, it completely blows my mind that my parents didn't have the internet when they were going through school. I don't know how you would do school without the internet. It, we don't have books anymore. It's just crazy. So I think the information, like being able to learn whatever you want and learn through other people, like you're no longer just, they talk about how you are. So what is it like the six people you surround yourself with is like who you are as a person. Well, now you have all these outside influences from other people. And so you can kind of curate who you want to be influenced by. And you're no longer just like kind of stuck in the direct people that are around you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's a really mature way to look at it because like you said, you are influenced so easily by so many people quote around you when really it's just who you follow on Instagram sometimes or whatever, who you listen to on podcasts and you've clearly chosen wisely on who you want to surround yourself with and who you want to follow. But have you seen or experienced the negative side of that? Maybe losing yourself in a sense to what you see on social media and what you feel like you have to be or how you need to show up and perform? I think the root of all evil with social media is the comparison factor. Comparison is 
the thing that I struggle with the most. I mean, on Instagram, it's a little bit easier because you can unfollow people you don't like or you don't necessarily agree with their values. It's more curated towards you. Whereas like TikTok is where I've been seeing for myself where my problem lies when it comes to like comparing myself to other people. And that's because the for you page, you can't really control what's going to pop up on there. And so sometimes not everything that I'm seeing is something that I need to see for my mental health. And Mm -hmm. it just becomes very hard because you're like, I'm sitting here in my bed and this person's out in Hawaii living their best life. And you just don't get to see all the bad. I don't necessarily think we need to be putting out all the bad on social media. That's also not good for people. I just have to like consciously remind myself that this is only one part of their reality. It's not Mm -hmm. the whole thing. It's not, I'm not seeing the full picture. And as long as you have that reminder in your head that it's not all real, then I think it makes navigating social media a lot easier but the comparison factor is definitely something that really gets to me. And I start questioning everything that I'm doing. Mm. Were you able to separate that in your mind and tell yourself that this is only a highlight reel when you were so young on social media? Like you said, you started this when you were 11. So did you go through a learning curve with social media in those really formative years, middle school and high school? It def, I did not start having that mindset until maybe a year ago. Like (laughs) when I was growing up, it was, obviously social media was a little bit different. It wasn't as curated and uh, this like movie production that it is today when everyone was like making these amazing feeds and everything. It was posting pictures in sixth grade in my volleyball uniform. Like this is, (laughs) do you guys like my outfit? And it's just so different now. But at the time, no, I was so influenced by everyone that I followed and all like I was a big YouTube girl back in the day. I loved watching YouTube. I had all my YouTubers that I like religiously followed and was seeing all their videos and they influenced me so much as a person. And uh, I was constantly stuck in the, oh my gosh, I hope when I'm 20, I'm doing that. Like that seems so cool. And I think for me, it was an escape from reality to kind of follow these girls and see what their life was like but then I didn't realize how unhealthy that was until I got a lot older. Mm, Yeah. That's, I mean, thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of us have been through that really at any age, but like I keep saying, I can't imagine having those thoughts and that belief when I was so young, because those are such formative years. One of the assumptions that someone said on Instagram, and it speaks to what you're saying right now is a generalization of your generation is that y'all place a lot of self-worth in social media. At least that's what it seems like do you ever feel like you are more valuable or have you ever felt like you are more valuable or worthy or confident, whatever it may be based on followers, based on likes, based on comments and things like that, that social media provides you with? Oh, 100%. Even now when I'm better on Instagram, but now on TikTok, I'm like constantly looking at who liked my video, how many views it's gotten. Like it's a vicious cycle where I catch myself in of like just being sitting there refreshing my phone. And that's when I know, knew that I, I have an addiction to social media in a way because no one should be sitting there refreshing their phone, trying to see how many new views or how many new likes they had gotten on something they posted. It is not good for anyone. And I think on Instagram, the best thing for me was when they put out the um, hidden likes, like hide my likes option. Mm. Because now when I post a picture, I post and ghost. 
I <laughs> post it on Instagram and then I leave it alone and I don't look back on it for a couple hours or even until the next day because it I've just learned that it's not good for me to be paying so much attention but year even last year a 100% I was on there all like the second I posted a picture even now I still care about what my Instagram feed looks like that's just the social media person in me but I try not to put so much stock in what other people think of it it's more so if I liked it that's good enough for me Yeah, no, that's a really good outlook. I mean, I think all of us with social media, whether we've had it for five years, 10 years, 20 years, it's, that's a constant battle and struggle. I've never heard the posting ghost said, I've never heard it say said like that. And I love it. I need to be better about that myself. And you and I, I mean, we work together and we have on a couple different platforms now where social media is a large part of work. And so it's like, this fine line of needing to know how things perform, needing to read our audience, needing to know how we can best show up to serve. But then it's like, okay, but we're here to serve. So that's what we need to look at and not like all the validation we get necessarily and spending so much time on it is is just consuming. And it is so addictive. Like you said, I struggle with that too. Kind of moving on a little bit. Another assumption that one of my followers on Instagram said about your generation was that they are super quote woke without actually knowing the meaning or value of things. That's obviously huge generalization. And that only speaks to certain people and categories, but in your, in your view or your perspective, do you see either in yourself or your peers, people really, really having a voice, like a really strong voice, shouting things from the rooftop, canceling people, whatever it may be, because we have access to like everyone's opinions and everyone's beliefs, whether we really want to hear those or not. And when people disagree, it tends to cause an uprise. And I have seen in this notion of being woke, I have seen it happen more and more frequently and more strongly, I guess you could say with the younger generation, because they've only known life with being able to easily access what they believe from who they believe, tell whoever they want, whatever they want, whenever they want. And then being able to not shut that off to like, just realize, oh, we can disagree and understand. So kind of spiraling here, but what are your takes on this whole generation of being woke? What does that mean? What does that look like? And when is it a good time in your opinion to speak up and be really strong in your beliefs First, taking a step back and just listening and trying to understand? I, we are now living in a world where you have information at your fingertips, but that doesn't always mean it's correct. There is so much misinformation out there. And I think TikTok and Instagram and even Facebook have only like amplified misinformation. And it's really hard because a lot of people can't read an article and know if it's backed by true claims or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's causing a lot of problems. I mean, you see it all the time on the media where people are getting things wrong. And I personally think that sometimes people are a little quick to pull the trigger on something and start speaking their mind when they may not know all the facts. But I don't even know if I could say when's a good time and when's not a good time. I mean, everyone... For me personally, I am not going to speak on a topic unless I feel 100% um, passionate passionate on it or like even knowledgeable on the topic Mm -hmm. because 
I don't want to be that person that we live in a cancel culture. I mean, as much as we like it or not, I hate cancel culture, but you could post anything and be canceled for it. And people can be at your throat because what you said was the wrong thing. And I think sometimes I live in that fear. I'm not really posting controversial stuff, but that's because I live in that fear Mm -hmm. of uh, this cancel culture society that we're in. And so I just definitely think that we just have to pay more attention to what's misinformation and what's credible. And a lot of times that can be really hard to decipher because there are so many different people talking about the same topic that are contradicting each other. And it can be very hard. It's like information overload. Yeah. Do you think that fear of cancel culture or even just the fear of being judged if you're not canceled, whether or not you're canceled, quote unquote, has inhibited you at all? Like made you not want to express your true self or be it on social media or in real life, because it's like, oh, well then I'll post this. I'll say this. And someone's going to DM it to so-and-so who's going to then screenshot it to so-and-so. And then it just spirals from there. Does that ever make you feel like you can be a lesser version of yourself in, in order to fit a mold? I think I did that for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I've been really trying to step out of my comfort zone and really start putting myself out there more. And that is something even three months ago, I never would have done because I was so scared of what other people think of me. And I fall into that judgment cycle so often where I put more self-worth and what other people have to say about me than I do about what I think about me. Mm-hmm. And Social media only amplifies that because not only do you know people are talking about you, you can see it. You can see how many times your post has been shared. You can see how many people didn't like it or if there's negative comments. And so it's really hard to turn that off sometimes and think that it doesn't matter because it does. At the end of the day, most people care what other people think about them. And uh, that stinks. But at the same time, you just kind of have to get over that fear and see if like what you're wanting to, if being your true self is almost worth it. And I think every time it should be, but that's a hard mountain to overcome. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference in being almost fearful of expressing yourself and shelling, being a shell of yourself first, just having self-awareness. I think it's great in a sense for us all to care somewhat, of course, what other people think about us. We want to be good people. We want to be respectful humans, all of that. But I see what you're saying. And like, yeah, everything's validated. Like you want to, you want to find a way to convince yourself that people don't like you or people are talking negatively about you. Yeah. Go pull all your Instagram analytics, go look into it and you can find even whether or not it's true. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, two people might be talking negatively about you and 200 people love you, but you're going to think about those two people and it's right there in front of your face. That's such an interesting concept. How would you say that social media or the pressures of social media or just the pressures of your generation as a whole has affected or could affect things like your relationships, your friendships, dating, even your family relationships, that real life one-on-one interaction. How would you say social media has either for the better or worse impacted those? I think from everything that I've seen, how it can affect relationships is more so looking at other people's relationships. And then the comparison factor of like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that with my significant other or me and my friends don't go on these crazy trips. And then comparing everything to what you see other people do. And it's what I was saying before with like, you just have to remind yourself that that's only part of their story. But then 
another part of it is have you seen all the stuff with people soft launching their relationships or <laughs> with, with like, um, and you end covering their kind of face. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's become such a thing. And I'm honestly kind of behind it because once again, you're stopping other people from having an opinion on your relationship. And you're telling yourself that really your thoughts on how, and the people closest to you, because obviously the people closest to you know them and they've met that person before, but you're not, putting it out there for the masses to have some type of an opinion on you. And uh, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's sometimes taken too far for someone who might not have any idea what this means to soft launch relationship. Mm -hmm. This is something I'm not hip. I learned this very recently and it's actually really funny to me. So explain what it means. So when someone soft launches a relationship you'll see it a lot of times with celebrities or like influencers more so, and they'll post pictures where like, maybe they're facing the camera, but then like their boyfriend has like their back to them or like somehow their face is covered or they'll just be like a picture with like their hand and like you're, you guys are holding hands. So like, you know, that person's in a relationship, but you've never actually seen don't know what, what their significant yeah. other looks like. That's hilarious. So I just, I think it's kind of funny. It's more so a celebrity thing, but even in real life, it's kind of cool. Cause you're not constantly I think there's a lot of pressure sometimes to post your relationship I'm saying this as if I've been in a relationship I haven't been in a relationship (laughs) in like four years but there's a lot of pressure to post about your relationship so that people know you're still together or that you're doing Mm -hmm. amazing and uh, I think sometimes that pressure can get to people oh yeah and that's that doesn't go away I mean I'm married but yeah it's like you could have just gotten in a fight, but you took like a picture and so you post it, you know, like it doesn't really speak to the relationship itself. That, that soft launching idea is hilarious. What about just like in general, do you feel like the lack of communication in real life, in real time, be it through actual conversations like the one we're having now, or even the written word? Like, I feel like people sometimes will think texting is the same as a real conversation. And it's, it really isn't because you can see and hear and understand so much more through expression and dialect and things like that. How would you say if at all your just day-to-day relationships, like having a conversation with a stranger at a coffee shop or, you know, talking to your professor or meeting new people in your sorority or on campus or whatever has been impacted or changed now that we have the access to our phones and computers the way that we do. So with me having a phone or having the ability to text since I was like 10 years old, I now think I use it as a crutch or just to be able to hide behind my phone in a way and not have to have those face-to-face conversations as much as possible. I'm really bad at going up to new people. I'm really bad at starting conversations. I don't know if that's necessarily a technology thing or just a me thing, but I use my phone as a crutch. And so If I had to choose between texting someone or calling them on the phone, I'm texting them every single time because I get very anxious when I have to actually speak to someone in person sometimes. And so that may be something because I've grown up in a technology world where texting and emailing or whatever is so much easier to me than having a real conversation with someone. So I definitely think that could be a negative impact that has come from this like technology world that we're now living in. But then I also think that with 
just texting instead of talking face to face, I am losing out on so much emotion and deeper understanding to all these conversations because so much can be lost in translation when it comes to not actually hearing someone speak. And so that is something that I definitely need to work on with just like actually going out of my way to like talk to people in person or even just like this FaceTime. I've been trying to get so much better at FaceTiming people because even that is better than just texting. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that could have impacted my relationships with people now, just because I do think it's so much easier just to text someone. But then also I think social media and having a phone at my fingertips has also made me feel like I have a connection with people who don't even know that I exist. Mm. So now like these influencers that I've been following for years, I know so much about their lives and I feel like we are best friends And they have no idea who I am. So sometimes that's also hard to disconnect because I feel like we're friends, but obviously we're not because I've never actually met them in person. So now like even people in like real life who go to school with me, um, I'll see them on campus and I know everything about them because I follow them on social media. Yet I have never said two words to them before in my life. Yeah, that is so interesting. That's something I hadn't even really thought about because I feel like that now with influencers and celebrity celebrities, but that wasn't necessarily the case when I was in college with just my peers. And so that's, that's really interesting. Do you ever feel like someone's status is different or better or worse than yours too, based on a following? Like if you were to see if there's someone on your campus, who's your age and is also a student at Mississippi state, but maybe he or she is an influencer, meaning they have a large following or a blog, or whatever. Does that almost make you feel inferior or is it just like, oh, that's cool that they do that. That's just different than what I do. I think a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, I have a little bit different perspective since I do work in social media. Like I understand the ins and outs of everything, but I definitely like you have campus celebrities. You have people on campus. A lot of times they're athletes or they're just girls who are decently popular and well-known on social media and uh, you know all about them and everyone's like it's I mean they are like those small town celebrities where it's like oh I can't talk to them um Mm -hmm. that's like scary and it's so dumb because we're all the same age most of them I'm a senior now so most of them are younger than me and so it's just kind of a weird concept where you have to like really think about it and be like why am I so scared to talk to this person they're human They just have a following on Instagram, which is kind of weird. Yeah. That's really interesting. Like these are just making me think about things even differently than I did going into this conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of well-being well said the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show, rate and review and spread the word. Tell your friends, tag me on Instagram, all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.